Welcome. You are listening to Park Avenue Podcasts, and this is Rabbi Elliot Cosgrove. While it's always better to hear it live, this is a place to be to catch the music, sermons, and select programs of Park Avenue Synagogue. If you like what you are hearing or want to learn more about the community, please check out our website at www.pasyn.org. Enjoy our latest installment. Shabbat Shalom. For the first time in a very long time, there's hope in the air. Think back to where we were one year ago. Riots in the streets, a contentious presidential campaign, a vaccine still yet in the distant horizon, and the COVID numbers showing no signs of abating. Graduations were online, summer plans were non-existent, and many of us had yet to be in contact with anyone outside of those with whom we live. We're not out of the woods yet, far from it, but here in New York City, the mood is different. Restrictions are lifting, masks are coming off, and people are coming back to shul. Two of my children have already left to staff summer camp, and the debates we're having about vaccines are not about availability, but whether enough people will avail themselves to what is available. To be clear, there is no victory lap to be had. 600,000 people in our country have died, hotspots remain around the globe, and the bottom could drop out at any moment. But the mood has changed, and it's changed for the better. There's hope, there's talk, for the first time in a long time of a return to normal. So it's with this thought and all its qualifying canahoras that this morning I want to pose the following question to you. Before, please God, we do return to normal, is there anything from this pandemic experience that we want to take with us on our journey forward? Are we any wiser, stronger, changed in any way, for the better. Again, none of us chose this, and I don't believe there's any providential purpose to our misery. As the ailing Rabbi Chia said to Rabbi Yochanan in the Talmud, I welcome neither the suffering nor its reward. And yet, we've all experienced something. Individually and collectively, we've adjusted, we've adapted, and we've confronted mortality. Our Torah reading opens with the red heifer ritual by which a person who has had contact with a corpse re-enters a community. Not even King Solomon understood the ritual. I certainly don't. Other than the fact that somehow it teaches that a brush with death demands that a person both absorb and exorcise the trauma of that experience. We've all had a brush with death and now there's talk of re-entry. What must we take with and must purge? Is there anything we've learned about ourselves that we should take with us when, please God, this chapter of our lives is but a memory? So let's begin with the easy and the fun. We've all learned new skills and new habits. The awkward bro hug has been replaced by the elbow bump. Not a bad outcome if your vocation involves greeting countless people you don't know. We've all become better cooks and better bakers. 
or in my case, cocktail makers. Who would have thought that I would be really good at having cocktails at 5 p.m., to name but one of many possible hours of the day? We've all become specialists in our favorite Netflix series. Who knew that I could care so much about the royal family and the actors who played them? I will readily debate anyone on who makes a better Queen Elizabeth, Claire Foy, or Olivia Colman. How about our clothing? Did you ever imagine that workout apparel could have so many purposes? We take meetings in our gym clothes, eating breakfast with our pets, and the world has not come to an end. There's been something deeply humanizing about this pandemic. It's taught us that we all just put on our sweatpants one leg at a time. We've learned that not every meeting requires a taxi into Midtown, that going for a walk with a person can be better, cheaper, and healthier than a lunch. And we've learned that our children can dance on TikTok with a freedom and rhythm that their parents can only dream of. All of us have picked up a few skills and acquired a bit of wisdom along the way. I have my list and I imagine you have yours. But the things I really want to talk to you about today are not the things the Pelotons and the puppies purchased, but the more profound and potentially enduring lessons of the pandemic. For the purposes of clarity, I'm going to put them into three baskets, three interconnected categories, which I'll call appreciation, attention, and intention. First, appreciation. In a perfect world, it shouldn't take a pandemic for us to appreciate the blessings of our lives, the precariousness of existence, the realization that we're all just hanging by a thread, and that for, but for many of us, COVID has had that effect. I was speaking to a buddy of mine who shared with me that every morning now, he wakes up and tries to name aloud the blessings of his life that he might otherwise take for granted. To be healthy, to have a roof over our head, to have the sun rise and set every day. This was the first time in my life, or at least since a vague memory of the gas lines of 79, that I actually thought about scarcity what we might not have or have access to, and I found myself appreciating more what I do have, to have dinner with my children every night. It was a bonus that I wasn't expecting, like getting an extra ball in a pinball game, something that I hope will pay dividends for the rest of my life. Before COVID, I didn't necessarily call my parents every day, but I do try my best now. Not for everyone, but for many, COVID has brought us closer Conversations about mortality, kids parenting parents, doing shopping for them, setting up Zooms, scolding them for not for going out when they should know better. This pandemic has caused us to consider who we choose to be in our bubbles, our family aside from our biological family. We've all been reminded of the importance of community, both because we missed it so desperately and because it's been our lifeline when done virtually. We've discovered that life, even when done in miniature, can still be beautiful. As a rabbi, I'm grateful that this pandemic has democratized the B'nai Mitzvah experience. There is no keeping up with the Steins. What a discovery it is that one's Jewish identity is not actually contingent on the extravagance of the celebration. 
how terrific it has been to see that kids are just as proud of what they do and parents fell just as much even when it's only family and close friends in the room on that special day. It's not just that we appreciate life more now than we did before, it's that we are appreciative of that which matters more than we did before. And that, though we didn't choose it, is not such a bad thing. A sense of appreciation and values clarification that I hope endures long after today. Second, attention. All of us, in ways we weren't before, are paying attention to the cracks of a society and the things that ail this world in which we live. I'm deeply appreciative of the blessings of my life, and I'm deeply aware that in a world of haves and have-nots, I'm counted among the former and not the latter. If I ever heard the term essential worker prior to the pandemic, I can't remember. But I know that in the e-commerce world in which we live, I am the one doing the ordering, not the one doing the delivering. So how is it that we call a person essential one day and not take a stand that healthcare is an essential need of every human being? A pandemic that has prompted millions of women to drop out of the workforce should prompt us to sit up and ask ourselves about our shared obligations to provide ample childcare. A pandemic that has shown a spotlight on educational disparities should make itself evident that infrastructure is not just about roads and bridges, but about Wi-Fi access to virtual education. How is it that this pandemic caught us so off guard? Do you remember those photographs of Mount Sinai nurses and trash bags? I do. Yes, the discovery and mass production of an effective vaccine is a spectacular achievement that should be studied. But there have also been spectacular failures to which we must learn from. What must we do now while we're all paying attention to make sure we're ready should this ever, God forbid, happen again? For those paying attention, this pandemic has brought into full relief uncomfortable truths that both preceded the pandemic and are about far more than the pandemic. We all now know that what happens in China doesn't stay in China. It's true of a pandemic, it's true of climate change, immigration, and a whole lot of other global forces that neither know nor care about boundaries and borders. We need a total rethink about how we balance our interests as citizens of our country and of the world. Consider the present debate regarding global vaccine distribution. Were it to be just about a humanitarian imperative, that would be enough. But it's more. It's actually about self-interest. It's about protecting ourselves by way of helping others. As the saying goes, no one is safe until everyone is safe. It shouldn't be lost on us that this very pandemic that prompted us to enter into our pods has also forced us to acknowledge how interconnected we all are. No different than wearing a mask or getting vaccinated, this pandemic has taught us a thing or two about our interconnectedness, about how our actions matter for ourselves and for each other, that we're all contributors towards our shared well-being. 
These truths existed long before COVID, but we're paying attention now in ways perhaps we never did before, and we need to keep doing so long after this moment. All of which brings us to the third and final category, intention. Because if the first effect of this pandemic is to teach us to appreciate what we have, and the second lesson alerts us to the need to pay attention to the cracks of our world, then it strikes me that the enduring lesson of this pandemic is that we commit to live our lives with a newfound intentionality and sense of purpose. We now know that we cannot control the world in which we live, but we can seek to take control of the choices within our sphere of influence. The other day I went for a walk, not lunch, with a 20-something product of our synagogue, who shared with me that this pandemic has prompted her to reflect more deeply on the vocation she is choosing, the relationship she is building, and the Jewish life to which she aspires to be living. Maybe it's because we realize that life is precious. Maybe it's because we're all coming out of our bubbles, but I can feel it in the air. People are pressing a soft reset on their lives. Sacred cows, apropos of our Torah reading, are being killed. A collective and liberating declaration of who wrote the rules. Institutions are rethinking work-life balance. People are rethinking lifestyle, geography, career, and otherwise. Everybody's a millennial now, challenging received assumptions before jumping back onto the hamster wheel of life. Most of all, in recognizing that we all only get one go around in this world, people are extending themselves the courtesy of asking what is it that is actually important to me in work, in family, in community. And for some of us, I hope, we're taking steps to live intentionally, to live in a manner that reflects the aspiration to make our ideals real. I hope and I pray that this pandemic will pass. I pray for the comfort of those in pain, and I pray that the memory of those whom we have lost are ever remembered for a blessing. I look forward to the day when this is all a memory, when a grandchild or great-grandchild of mine calls me up and asks to speak to me because her social studies assignment is to interview someone who lived during the time of the great COVID pandemic. But that day is yet far in the future. Right now, maybe the best we can do is to emerge from all this a bit wiser, a bit stronger, and change for the better. Indeed, I can think of nothing better for you to do as summer begins than to consider how your own values and priorities have been clarified by way of this chapter of our lives. And then, even more importantly, resolve to go from this day forth with a greater appreciation for our blessings, greater attention to our world in need of repair, and a heightened commitment to live intentionally, filling our days with purpose, meaning, and impact. Shabbat Shalom. 
Thank you for listening to Park Avenue Podcasts, a place to be to catch the music, sermons, and select programs of Park Avenue Synagogue. If you like what you are hearing or want to learn more about the community, please check out our website at www.pasyn.org. See you in shul.